Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. And today we have George Tremis here. And George, I want to take you back to about seven years ago. Your friend Rob said, hey, let's flip a house. <laughs> hey, Umar, I'm super happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on to your show. Um, it's something I'm actually was looking forward to and very excited about. Um, so basically, I was at a transition point in my career, my professional life, and a good friend of mine, business partner, suggested that I would make a great realtor. So um, I think he was pretty good in his predictions. I asked him for lottery numbers, but that didn't pan he out. He wouldn't give it? Darn it. That just didn't pan out, but my career did. So I'm okay with one out of two. <laughs> That's brilliant. Actually, uh, there was this comedian talking about people that, you know, talk to the dead. He says, the first thing I would ask is, what are the lotto numbers? Forget <laughs> 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 about that, Betty. What are the lotto numbers? So you uh, enter into this uh, industry, which has a massive turnover rate. They also has a massive oh, yeah. amount of agents that don't do much or zero. So you came in and... Uh, when you came in, what were your initial goals and what was the reality when you stepped into this industry? Uh, I think initially, I mean, it, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say it. I didn't really set goals initially. It was more a curiosity-driven uh, move to try something new. So throughout my, my professional life, I've, I've liked trying different things. Uh, this is the, the thing I've stuck with the longest, actually, in my entire career. Longest you know, career, company, etc., um, but now I definitely have definitive goals. That's for sure. Nice. So uh, you had a, an idea of what real estate would be, but then you stepped into it. So tell me about the, I doubt that what you thought it would be and what it ended up being was the same thing. So what was the disconnect? Hmm. I think that a lot of my context for real estate came from, you know, my own properties, mm -hmm. whether it was selling them, my, my principal residence, uh, through my friend Rob at the time, uh, cause I was unlicensed or whether it was the investment opportunities that we had purchased from, from builders, let's say. Uh, so I had that context, but I didn't have the context of being in the trenches. So I learned quite a bit about being in the trenches with real estate and how it's not the same as, as you know, what we're all accustomed to are those that are fortunate enough to own a house. Brilliant. So you came into the industry. At what time did you, uh, did you join a team or were you like a solo guy? So I was lucky to have uh, Rob uh, be able to give me some guidance and support initially. Um, I did join a, a good brokerage at the time from a traditional brokerage standpoint, and they had their training programs, etc. But uh, we, we can talk about the efficacy of those at a later point in the conversation if we go to that. Um, but I think having that mentorship or that opportunity to have somebody guide you is critical. Um, and it was very beneficial to me initially. And so what, when did you make your first hire to say, okay, I, I'm going to be more than one person? I actually started building the team at the end of last year. Kind of an unusual time, I guess, during COVID. But uh, from a real estate market standpoint, volumes have at least by some accounts doubled, depending on what board you're looking at. So, Yeah, uh, I've been interviewing some of the uh, 
most successful realtors in the US market that have been in the business for like 25, 30 years. And they're saying this is like possibly the second hottest market in 30 years. And it's very uh, surprising because you would think with COVID, it would have been uh, quite the opposite, but like it'd be a dead market and it isn't. That's what you would think, definitely. But uh, yeah, definitely the volumes have shot up dramatically. Brilliant. So now you've got uh, people working with you in your team. So tell me about uh, how you select people and what do you see in someone that gives you a sense mm-hmm. of they're going to work out? Well, I think the first most important thing is is understanding, one, if they're a good fit for the team in terms of our, of our philosophy, how we operate, how we engage with our clients, how we engage in the industry. And so then also, right there just for a second. bottom line is... So how yeah. do you know that? Like, I want to make sure they're the right fit, but how do you actually figure that out? It's a good question. Um, I think it's just about engaging with somebody one-on-one, seeing what their interests are, what their philosophies are, their mindset. You know, do we have some commonalities? So Umar, for example, if I told you um, TD Jakes or Les Brown, you know, maybe those names ring a bell with you. Mm-hmm. I'll go with a more mainstream like Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who who follows, grows, wants to personally develop, and then have that that personal development. uh, Hmm? You would know that. If you're in personal development, you see those names, they'll know it right away. Exactly, exactly, right? So I figure that there's some commonality there in terms of philosophy and mindset, which is super important. I find that whether it's the brokerage or the team, we have a very definitive mindset, and we're we're alike in our thinking and how we approach business for the most part. Um, The other thing, too, is, I'm looking for work ethic as well, because nothing works if you don't work it. So um, we all strive to be top performers on the team. So if somebody is not looking to be a top performer, whether their engagement is part-time or full-time, then I don't know if it would fit with the vibe and the culture of the team. That makes perfect sense. So tell me about, don't name names, but tell me about one of the people you brought on board and you're looking at them and going, good, 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 good. This is an area they need to improve. And how you got them to actually improve mm-hmm. that area? Interesting question. Um, I think the most prevalent area where people can improve is uh, what's typically referred to as cold calling, which I don't like to call cold calling, but rather prospect calling. So no call should be outright cold, whether it's a referral, whether it's something you generated through social media, whether you you sent out communications before actually picking up that phone. I find that entire process, that entire philosophy is where most people have a lot of uh, potential for improvement and where I find I engage with my team to a great degree, right? Just right from the opening of a call or, or uh, you know, the expression, people always tend to talk themselves out of a sale. They just talk and talk and talk, which is a mistake. <laughs> Absolutely. As you know when to shut up. Uh, uh, one of my teams that I've worked with is the Michael Schiff team back in Baltimore, Maryland, and they're very much a culture of mm-hmm. hunters. And on Thursday mornings, they have their call session. And people are like, how many appointments are you going to get today? I'll get three. Mm-hmm. I'll get four. And then they get a number for the day. It might be 25 appointments for the team or 30. And the boss goes, you know, if we hit 30 today, everybody gets an extra $50 or we get to go to this thing. So it's very much supporting each other and realizing the work is getting the opportunities and working with customers is the pleasure, the dessert of the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We have a similar setup on my team. So we have what I call make it rain Mondays and phone call Fridays. <laughs> nice. So we set up every week, touching in with our database, checking in or, or adding to our database. And then again, following up on the Friday, again, another touch point, 
whether it's a new lead, because we have lead sheets, for example, and we go into a bullpen style and we actually rotate around making phone calls where, uh, you know, you got to put your pride aside. So I have an expression, don't let pride get in the way of profit. Sit down at the table, make the call, take the feedback, get better. Let's do this. Let's grow. Let's make it happen. Um, so that's why I frame up the week with the team like that, the make it rain Mondays and the phone call Fridays. <laughs> and then it sets us up well for the weekend because the reality is, as realtors, we work on the weekends. Absolutely. Uh, a friend of mine, he's a, a top-notch recruiter. And what he would do is when he made his prospecting calls, and he'd been in the industry for a long time and doesn't need to work, but he'd come out in the bullpen to make his calls in front of his entire team. He could have made him in his fancy office, but as I know, you got to walk your talk and basically let people know that even when you're super successful, when you stop prospecting, you die. You may not die. You might actually have a really good standard of living, but if you want to continue to grow, you got to work it. Absolutely. The way I see it is I, I have two jobs. So my job is to develop and grow my team and support them to be the best they can be and show up as their best selves all the time. And then I also have my job of staying uh, relevant and in tune with the industry by still being a practicing realtor, um, which I think is so important because that expression, use it or lose it, is 100% true. And so I use it in front of my team and I display it and uh, we grow and we learn together, right? So there's two things that I think are probably three words that I really like. Uh, One is the one you used, relevant. How do you stay relevant to your audience? Because way too many companies lose touch. This way we've always done it and they don't stay up. The second one is integrity. And I'll tell you the third one in a second. So how do you know, George, that you are in integrity? Because, you know, things are busy. So how do you stay grounded and stay with the principles that you hold dear? So I I think there's two aspects to that. There's one um, checking my integrity with my clients and two, my internal clients, AKA my team members. Uh, so I think a great example of each one would be, um, and also staying relevant. Let me take a step back for a minute and just talk about the relevance. So the relevance is that you can walk the talk and do what you need your people to do. So for example, our, our operations and marketing associate, it's her birthday today. So she cut out early yesterday and she's off today. You know, kudos to her. Happy birthday. I hope she enjoys her flowers. Uh, but we had to load a listing. Like, and the thing with real estate is it's so timely and everything is time sensitive. So I stayed at the office late last night, really late, loading the listing myself. So that's staying relevant, whether it's being able to do the, the job of the operations marketing associate or actually being out there in the trenches showing nine homes in one day and, and you know, putting a tank of gas through your car. <laughs> that's right. staying relevant. And then in terms of the integrity, Um, you know, one of the things I do with my clients is the listing process we have, because we have a marketing process, I don't even call it a listing process, commences probably two weeks out, at least from when we're actually going to go live. And so the listing I uploaded last night, we started two weeks ago, but the paperwork we only did today or yesterday, excuse me. Um, and that's because, you know, uh, I believe in the rapport I developed with my clients and my client even said to me, because she asked about the paperwork and she said, don't I need to sign something? And I said, yeah, but we're going to do that just before because we need to evaluate the market at that point in time, etc. Point is, she said to me, she goes, you have nothing to worry about. We're never going anywhere. And anybody we know will always work with you and your team. So that's, I must be doing something right. I must yes. be integrity to get that kind of, to be honored like that, right? And, and have our brand have that kind of strength, whether it's my name or the team's name. Then with respect to my team members, uh, lead agent on the team, his name's Anthony. Uh, we decided to take a golf day on Wednesday. So we went golfing together in the morning and uh, we chit-chatted and it was a one-on-one check-in, 
right? And then I need to see, am I supporting him? Am I helping him develop and achieve his goals? And then that's how I know I'm in integrity with my team and living up to my promise. And that's so important. So there is a third uh, aspect of integrity, and that is integrity to yourself. So talk to me about that, because oftentimes we sacrifice ourselves for the team and for the clients, and we lose sight of what's important to us. So how do you... Mm -hmm. How do you know what your integrity is and how do you stay true to it and look after yourself as well? Well, definitely can be tough to remember your integrity and remember your uh, your core values, if you will, when you're in the moment. So, you know, I can recall even a point, it was this week, where you're juggling four different clients. You've got two listings going, two purchase offers, literally at the same time. <laughs> and then your team is reaching out to you, asking you questions and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have time. <laughs> And then you remember why you're doing it. So I love why. Why is so important to me. And I help learn my why by working with my uh, personal and business coach, life and business coach. His name's John Marshall. Nice. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say the name or not, but you anyway, are. I did. And uh, one of the hey, core John. values we identified. <laughs> I said, hey, John. Oh, hey, John. <laughs> One of the core values we identified uh, for myself, and it's important for all my team members to identify their core values, is uh, community and collaboration. So I have to remember that this is my why. This is what I wanted. I wanted to be surrounded by a community of like-minded professionals that we grow together and, and achieve success together. And in those moments, that's what pushes me forward and energizes me because I do believe as tough as it may be, you stick to your integrity or core values that will power you through. Brilliant. So I was talking about three words. So one was staying relevant, which you're doing. Two was integrity, which you're mm -hmm. maintaining. And the third one is focus. Mm -hmm. How do you stay focused? Because in this world mm -hmm. of distractions and so A, how do you stay focused? And B, how do you empower your team to stay focused? Uh, so we have really basic traditional methods that we employ as well as I guess, you know, modern technology methods. But from a you know basic standpoint, we have whiteboard paper on the walls in the office where we mark down leads, clients we're working with, buyers, sellers, etc. And you know we have fun with it. You know it's not hokey like let's say a Walmart rah rah meeting in the morning, <laughs> but it is pretty cool because you know we'll say put another one on the board and we just have that energy and that vibe. So that's how we stay focused on what we're doing, which is helping our clients achieve their real estate goals and guide them on their journey. And uh, then you know so there's that that accountability, if you will. Then we also live by our calendars. I'm a firm believer in blocking everything in your calendar. Sometimes you try to block too much and you don't leave enough gap in between, yep. <laughs> which Guilty. is one area I'm learning on. <laughs> but generally you got to block your personal, your spiritual, your social, and your professional. And so I try to book all those things in my calendar on a regular basis, if not daily, weekly, for sure. So George, uh, I would suspect that George from seven years ago was probably a pretty amazing guy, but kind of sucks Thanks. compared to the George <laughs> that's sitting before me. So there's another plateau for you. What does future George look like? What are his abilities or what's he doing that uh, you're aspiring to become? Hmm. Well, on the one hand, we don't know what we don't know. So I, I don't really know how I'm going to continue to grow and develop, but I just know that that's one definite goal. Um, but I think I'd like to just see more of the same. I want to see more people on the team, more people achieving success, more people achieving six figures and actually making a go of it. Because Umar, the reality is, like you talked about earlier, you know, there's no actual, you know, empirically tested study. But from what I gather, most statistics indicate that about 80%, it's that Pareto rule, 
80% fail out in the first 24 months, which I think is really sad after they invest all that time, all the hopes, all the aspirations. And it's because they weren't set up for success or they went to the wrong place or there's so many reasons, but it's just not necessarily. I'd like to see a lot more people succeed and do right, you know? So one of my coaching clients, uh, he's in uh, Virginia and he talks about that three first three months. They're kind of gung-ho mm-hmm. and they hit the three-month mark and then they start second-guessing themselves. A, do you agree that mm-hmm. happens? And B, how do you help them get over that hurdle and just keep going a little while longer to get back on track? Hmm. So the first three months makes me think of that, that book, First 90 Days. <laughs> it's a very critical period of time. Um, but I'm going to call it time to deal. So I'll repeat that, time to deal. So your time to your first deal is very, very important. Uh, to one, financially motivate and sustain it, and two, psychologically to say, hey, I did it. I got my first one. What's next? Um, so you need to have those wins to keep you going, I think. And unfortunately, if you just join the business and you're kind of left as like a you know a dinghy out in the ocean floating around without being tied to a boat helping pull you along like a tugboat, you may or may not make it. <laughs> so yeah, you know, absolutely. align yourself with a good tugboat that will pull you through the storm. Brilliant. So, and so, that's what we do. So, George, uh, can you share a mind hack, something you do to make yourself more effective or happier? Uh, what's something you do that our listeners and viewers could go, I'm going to start doing that? That's genius. Hmm. Let me see if I have a genius level moment. <laughs> um, I think there's, there's two parts. The first one I'm going to say, which is more specifically answering your question, is I just tell myself I've got a good life. You know what I mean? I'm not going to look to, I'll, I'll say the name, like let's say Sam McDaddy and say, oh, my team is so small. You know, it's so far for me to be at the point of a Sam McDaddy, let's say. Um, instead, I look and say, my gosh, look at these successes we've achieved. Look at the wins. Look what Anthony's done. You know, look at what Pretty's doing, all these other team members. And I say, I got a good life, you know, and I chose this. And sometimes I think you just have to turn your perspective inwards Appreciate what you have and say, I got it good. You know, not, it could be worse. I don't like that mindset. Instead, it's like, no, what I have is good and let me keep making it better. And then the other part is I like asking why. So if, if, you know, you feel terrible, stop and say, why, why am I doing this? And then maybe you'll remember why, because it's hard sometimes to remember your why under pressure in the trenches. Brilliant. So George, last question for you is this. What book would you recommend that our viewers and listeners read? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, uh, there's so many good books. I like one that's very different from probably a lot of the books that are mainstream that people would say. It's called Focus. I'd have to double check the author's name, but he's a former Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. He talks about focus and how to harness focus. And I think that that's so important. Um, I think many of us are learning that this concept of multitasking or what I thought I was really good at before is a fallacy. It's not real. The, the better you focus on something, the more efficient you are, the more you get done, the better the results you achieve. And uh, this book talks about focus under pressure and other things. And I think it's a great book. But for the most part, honestly, I listen to books on Audible. And uh, I, I listen to a lot of YouTube videos from from people that I said, you know, mentioned to you, like whether it's watching Grant Cardone or, or other salespeople or TD Jakes, Les Brown. I love these speakers. So I listen to them every morning to help set my mind right. 
Brilliant. So George, you are a thoughtful guy. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Umar, my pleasure. And uh, anytime you want to have me back, I'd love to be back on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. Thank you.